host, Amy Baker, a financial advisor, money mindset coach, and all-out money guru when it comes to creating the financial future you are after. This is the podcast where we make talking money normal and manifesting it into our lives practical. I share with you money mindset tips and tricks as well as practical financial strategies to help you create the financial life and relationship with money that you deserve. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello, welcome back to the Sensibility Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Baker. Well, it's been quite a whirlwind uh, the last few weeks. I've just got back from a conference, which is the Association of Financial Advisors, um, AFA. I am, I don't know if you know this, state chair for Inspire, which is for women in in, um, financial services within the AFA. Um, And we basically really want to encourage more women to be financial advisors and also encourage the women in financial services to be sort of step up be part of the community there's this sort of level of camaraderie and looking after each other in that group and it's something that I've been doing for a few years I stepped into this role uh, based on the fact that when I started my business I was on my own and I remember going to one of my first events and feeling quite at home for the lack of better wording I found myself among these like-minded individuals that were powerhouses in their own right and it was great to be among people that were driven that were there to serve and look after you. And it's great. it's been something that's been so important to me to give back. As part of that, this year, I became a finalist in the AFA Female Excellence in Advice Awards. And surprise, surprise, I actually won. So this has been quite a whirlwind. And the reality of this the other day really hit me in terms of what that really means. Here's an opportunity I have. I've, I'm in the spotlight all of a sudden. I have an opportunity to really make a difference and push forward with some of the great ideas that I've had. Obviously, one of those has been around financial literacy in creating the Sensibility Money Transformation course, because um, I do have a money mindset coaching course as well. Um, I have had the goal to really ensure that more women have access to this information where they can even create their own financial plans. And as a result, when they invest in the course, they're also paying forward to a group called the Equanimity Project, which is all about helping women rebuild their lives when they come out of domestic violence situations. And that Equanimity Project is also all about creating affordable housing for women. In Australia, we have some big problems. We have some massive, massive issues. And one of them is the highest increases of homelessness is actually women around 45 to around 55 or 60 which is actually quite staggering and heartbreaking in all honesty and I feel a lot of this is preventable. So with that said that's where I've been and what I've been doing and good thing about um, being in conferences I've actually cornered a few people and I'm getting a few people on this show including the other five finalists of the Female Excellence in Advice Award. So I'm really excited to have them coming on in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, We probably will have a few episodes out of that. And in that conversation, we are really going to tackle those big issues about the gender wealth gap, one of the big passions of mine, which is also one of the reasons why I do this podcast. And in saying that, this is a bit of a housekeeping moment and giving you a bit of an update. I will be sort of bringing in more about financial planning and strategy and some of the things that I teach in my course onto this podcast. So please, if you're liking the mindset stuff and you want to know more about how do I strategize, stick with me. I'll be doing more of those 
podcast in the coming days or weeks actually I'm just going to be on online quite a bit now I do not use any scripts that's just not how I roll so I do R and I appreciate that you probably think wow this is on the fly this woman speaks really fast where is she going with this uh, often sometimes I jump online and I don't even know where I'm going to go with this I actually wrote down a whole list of things that I was going to talk about in this episode and I haven't even started yet <laughs> But I think that's also because I was quite excited to share with you where I'm at and what's going, where I'm heading and what's been going on in my world. Now, this has been a, an unusual time in in our lives when it comes to financial markets. And if you do follow me on social, every now and then I will do a bit of a market update in a reel. And I don't want you to buy into the gloom and loom or whatever it is. I really want you to be mindful when it comes to a finance. I really want you to think about what if there's anything holding you back and if that's fear often fear is just basically keeping us safe and one of the biggest mistakes I see most people do is hold back from making and taking action we take action and we move forward we don't take action we effect effectively are going backwards and that's really fast backwards when we consider the magic of compounding interest and how we can be going forward when we invest, save, or actually strategize with our money. So I really want you to think about that in this current climate when we're watching the news or we're hearing about interest rate rising, or we're hearing about um, more volatility, US feds have just lifted their rates and all of a sudden the markets have fallen out of bed, then within 24 hours the Australian markets fall out of bed. This is gonna happen and it does keep happening for a while. We're seeing a correction. And this correction does take time. Change happens slowly, but all of a sudden we'll come through and there'll be a silver lining or the, the light at the end of the tunnel, so, so to speak, and we'll almost have forgotten where we're at. And in fact, I want you to actually reflect on this for one moment. Where we're at is a point where we can't be complacent. I've been talking about complacency for some time in regards to our current climate. My husband is very good with financial markets and he's been seeing a lot of this coming and been warning our clients for some time about the volatility that we're expecting, interest rate rises, potential effects of the, the um, property markets and so on. And what that said to me back then, and we're talking you know, sometime last year to right now, is now is not the time to be complacent. And I look at this as the perfect storm. And I always talk about money mindset, and mindset is can be a very misunderstood word in finance. But when we talk money mindset, we're talking about being aware of what, what's stopping us. We're talking about being aware of potentially what's holding us back, the thoughts, the, the language, and things that are actually hindering us. So when I speak about money mindset, I'm not talking about wishing things and willing to manifest more money into your life. What I'm talking about is basically creating the future you want and having that mindset to make that happen. Now, yet yeah, that is actually manifesting. Manifesting only occurs if you take action. You cannot sit there on a mat and just meditate it to happen. You really do need to take action. One of my teachers say it's divine action, so you really need to have that level of alignment. And you don't have to go into that deep sense of, oh, I've got to have this energetic consideration. No, I really just want you to be aware of all of the thoughts, behaviors, patterns that you currently have. Are you avoiding your finances right now? Are you buying into the fear? Are you not doing anything 
right now? Have you stopped actually investing? Have you stopped actually putting foot money regularly into your super or regularly into an investment strategy because you feel you're going backwards with the markets? And my suggestion is to consider this as a big, big, big picture, not where we are right now. I want you to look when it comes, maybe if you're not an investor at this point in time, but you would be with your super, I would like you to have a look at the couple of past years and performance on those super statements. Okay, so you would have had one year, maybe even say 15% return that, you know, that year. You may have had it even higher. So when the markets go backwards, or I don't even feel it's going backwards, I feel it just sort of is a dip in value for a period of time. You've got to just take that number. Say, for example, this year it's now a negative, um, you might be negative 10% or negative 5% or maybe negative 2%. Take that off last year's number. You're still ahead. You're not going too backwards. Like, we've got to look at the bigger picture bigger picture vision and start thinking differently we've got to look at okay well if the markets are down by 10% I'm getting a 10% discount right yeah look at dollar cost averaging maybe as an option to really ride out this volatility I am a, you know, I do like the, the concept of dollar cost averaging and in the future when things the markets start to correct itself and things start to come out of this negative space you're actually already invested in a lower value, so where are you going from here? Right, you're going up. Now I've really come completely off topic to what I wanted to talk about today that I've gotten written down in front of me, but I think this gives you an idea of how you can think differently and just step back from the noise and not let that sway you. One of the things that I heard a lot at conference Mindset was used in different categories. Mindset was used in terms of being a, you know, in terms of the athlete, the athletic mindset, the growth mindset, and the investor mindset. And when we are looking at our money, I really want you to look at whatever you want to call it, but look at who you want to be. When you set yourself up to create a goal and achieve the goal, not just write it on a piece of paper, but sit down and go, I want in five years time to be saving $100 a week consistently into a portfolio and over five years, what will that look like? I want you to think about when you're in this current market, are you going to stop? Is that going to stop you? I want you to think about what does that future person in five years time who's sitting on that investment look like? What kind of decisions are they making? There are so many risks that we can take, but one of the biggest risks is regret risk, is the risk of not doing something. Now we can look at financial market risk, but in all honesty, I would sit there and weigh these two things up. Is it going to pay off in the future if I do this investment? Or in five years time, if I don't get there, will I regret that I didn't do it? Now let me give you an example. I'm actually going onto my laptop right now and I'm going to give you an example of what this regret risk could look like. Now, I've got some guests I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing on in, a, in, in the coming months. And one of them is actually going to talk more about regret risk for retirees and not spending. But I won't sort of go into that too much. But let's just see 
I'm now looking. Normally I do this on a spreadsheet, but because I was teaching my students in the sensibility money transformation course, there is a nice plug there. I was teaching them how to actually go onto the ASIC MyGov Money Smart website, which actually has a really cool calculator. Um, the compound interest calculator is really great because if you don't want to do a spreadsheet and you really want to work out what your potential future outcomes would be, this is really great. So if we were to start with $100 and we're going to put it into, say, a superhero account, I'm just using that for the, for the lack of thinking of anything else because I use superhero, but I'm not affiliated with them and I'm not saying you should be using them. I'm just saying using them as an example because I know that their deposits, uh, the transactions are $100, right? And you do this every single week and over the next 10 years, I said 10, I was saying 5. So over the next five years, and given where we're in a very up and down market, I'm going to be quite conservative there in terms of our returns. So I'm going to go 5%, which is lower than just what I usually forecast out anyway. So let's just have a look at what that looks like. Over that period of time, you will be earning around 29000 with your commitment to your regular deposits and your interest earned. Now, the markets will go up and down, so you may find that higher or lower. But that's over five years. That's not very long, right? Let's just add to that. Let's make that 10. That just jumps up to now $67,000. Now, let's just say that you decided that now's not the time to get started. The regret risk here is the money you take off the table in actually making this work for you. And think about every time you maybe get a bonus or a birthday gift or you might actually decide that you've cleared some debt and you've got extra money to play with. You could increase this amount and grow your wealth even further. Now you could be doing this not just outside of super, but you can do this with super with us, either salary sacrifice or just contribution and then claim that as a concessional contribution at the end of the year and get a tax deduction for it. There are so many things you could be doing to make your money work for you. But the fact is you not doing anything is sending you backwards and sending you broke faster. So I guess it's really coming down to your mindset. When you look down that future and you think, I want to be here, I want to be that person, then you need to really consider what kind of decisions that person who's already there has made. The person who's sitting with $65,000 in their portfolio over 10 years, maybe a couple of hundred thousand dollars in, in their super, and maybe they've already um, purchased a, a property or an investment property. What kind of decisions did that person make to get them there? I can tell you now, it wouldn't be, I'm going to just wait until this storm's over. I don't think that that would be the right decision. I don't think the right decision for those who actually went through all sorts of types of dips in the market over the last 20 years, so let's use the, the GFC, let's look at 2008. If you took your money out back then and did nothing with it, how much, and I'm not, I'm not exaggerating here, how many millions you've taken off the table in that time? When you consider what that could have looked like, because now that's actually a good decade, and if that was superannuation, you decide to pull that out and leave it in cash, the, the magic of compound interest has just been lost. Those opportunities have been lost. Now, obviously, all this is very general in nature. I am not trying to say go and get yourself into a high-risk um, investment portfolio. I'm actually recommending you go and seek financial advice 
or if not, go and educate yourself and work out how to do this yourself. Now, there are courses out there that do teach this. There are numerous amounts of books, and in fact, I'm on my website, I have recommended reading and links to where you can purchase those books. Um, and also, I've got my own course that I've just launched, and we're running that course at the moment. Uh, once we've finished that, I'll probably be making some additional changes and updates to that, and then I'll be relaunching that in the new year so watch this space because that'll also be coming out again and there was something else that I was going to talk about apart from the risk versus financial market risk I I did hit pause and I'm not sure whether I actually said it earlier but coming out of conference has been quite a whirlwind I have been a little distracted but I'm very excited with all the things that are coming about there will be some great guests coming on the show we're going to be talking more about finances, strategy, investing. So I'm kind of merging what I was doing with Equity Gals into the Sensibility um, podcast. So it's not just going to be a lot about money mindset. I can talk about money mindset till the cows come home. And um, I have a lot of guests who talk about this as well. But we're going to talk about how we can really implement and make your money work for you. It's telling your money where to go and what to do. Now, I do believe that you should be watching your cash flow. I believe you should, you know, take advantage of some of those great open banking apps where you can track your super, your loans, if you've got any, and your normal bank accounts and have a savings account somewhere else as well. So an open banking app is fantastic because you can have everything in one place. I do recommend you track your spending. I do recommend that you really know your numbers in terms of what it costs you to live in terms of your fixed expenses and I always recommend you play a game with yourself each week to see if you can drop reduce your discretionary spending. Now that is a huge challenge in a very high inflation market. I do understand that, but it is a game. Now if we can actually flip money around to actually see it as something fun and we reward yourself regularly for it, then we're giving ourselves little dopamine hits and dopamine is actually quite addictive. And if we're doing that around money, we're changing a behavior we're making it fun and we're actually now stepping into that future self that we go that person who is doing the regular weekly contribution to either his super or his super or investment strategy or um, clearing that debt as we go you know and I recommend you do a bit of everything I don't think you just throw all your eggs in one basket and clear your mortgage I don't believe that mortgage is all you should have I think you need to diversify you need to be doing a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there. So if you can free up some of your cash and have some more surplus cash to play with, to start telling that surplus cash where to go and what to do, you will surprise yourself with all of a sudden the opportunities start to grow and expand for you. All of a sudden you can do more with your money than you even thought you could. All of a sudden it's easy to clear debt. All of a sudden it is easy to start investing. And all of a sudden it's easy to start contributing to super or putting more on the offset and planning, planning better holidays, planning um, all sorts of things. I mean, money is the tool. It's actually something we should really enjoy and revel with, so to speak. I had a guest on Equity Girls and I was listening to her. We're creating some reels the other day and she likened her role in, she's a venture capitalist, so she's liking her role in um, working with the potential of investments as playing with Plato in some respects. And I was like, wow, that's a really interesting thing to think, you know, way of looking at opportunities and money 
and she's like if it's if it's something you can really play with work with sort of see its future potentials and it's sort of multi-dimensional then you're probably on some you know really cool thing and I sort of think well we have the opportunity in our own personal finance to create a multiple dimensional options in terms of managing our cash flow investing sort of micro investing and, and then bigger term investing superannuation investing putting towards our a mortgage or, or an investment property or just looking at other options the fact is when you actually free that surplus income to do things with it that you want to do as opposed to not doing anything at all and all of a sudden it just disappears because believe me that's what happens this is really cool this is sort of now a place that you can play and really plan and work with your numbers so I hope that's motivated you I've gone completely full circle about where I was going with this podcast sometimes I just jump on and want to talk because I feel that there's something to say and sometimes I'm not even sure what is going to be said. I wrote a few ideas out. I only spoke about two of them, which was um, regret risk and financial risk. And yes, we are in a very, very financially risky environment. But again, I think I've made myself clear that shouldn't stop you. I think we've got to look at the silver lining in every opportunity. One of the people I follow Jessica Irvine just recently stated in an email, or maybe she's put it in an article in the AFR, was that the silver lining here is potentially interest rates in savings accounts, and we're already starting to see term deposit rates increasing. I'm not seeing so much interest rates in savings accounts yet increasing, so that's on the banks, and let's hope if we can all really make them aware that, hey, our cash rate is increasing, so what are you doing about it? Maybe that uh, will make things change. We are actually the ones that are in control of change. Many of us sort of sit on our hands and whine about the world around us, but we're not actively doing anything to participate in forging change. So why not think about how you can start changing your own personal economy first? And then when we start investing, we're going to talk about other things like maybe ethical investing, looking at ESG, what is that all about? How can I make sure that my ETF portfolio is really performing in the space of, or actually invested, sorry, not performing, but invested in the space of ESG or ethically invested and how do I measure that and where do I go? So I've got someone coming on at the end of the year talking about that, but I will do a, a prelude to that so you guys get an idea of what the hell I'm talking about here. So you get an idea that what is ESG? What is a way that I can actually be putting my money where my values are? And when you really think about that, the power in which we have when it comes to our finances, it's pretty damn amazing. So stay tuned, people. We're going to be covering a lot of topics over the next coming months. I'm going to be bringing in guests from all over the world as I do. I'm hoping to get Sarah back in. I think I'm also going to get Rebecca back as well. Uh, Michael Ann as well. Like some of these past guests have been fantastic in terms of really bringing a practical method to this mindset world that we talk of. I'm also going to get Nathan from Ethos to be talking about ethically investing. I spoke to you about that. Well, let me just book some of these in. We still have to lock some in, but I've also got an appointment scheduled in a couple of weeks with a retired advisor named Peter Graham, who has an incredible story 
about um, his actual life experience, how he had terminal cancer and survived, and also how he helps people really enjoy their retirement. So another sort of a mindset piece in that respect, but it's going to be a great story, so I don't want you to miss out on that. So that's coming soon. Thank you again, and I look forward to seeing you or hearing from you soon. Please, if you do like what you're hearing, I want you to share it if that's okay. I want you to tell your friends about this. The only way um, I'm going to keep going with this and get more content is if I know what you're after. So please tell me what you are after, how you traveling, if things are being implemented, stuff that I'm talking about is actually been is resonating with you. I'd love to hear that. Um, even challenge you to take a photo while listening to podcasts and post it on social media and tag me at Sensible. Amy with a C-E-N-T-S-A-A-B-L-E underscore A-M-I-E. Sorry, I completely got that mixed up. Um, as you can tell, I really do this on the fly. So um, calling you to action there to keep the support going and I'll speak to you all soon. Sending love and light. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share the love, like and share all posts. Social links are in the show notes below. Please note that any information shared in this podcast is general in nature and not to be perceived as financial advice. Please seek advice from a licensed financial advisor, just like me. We also want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation as the traditional custodians of this country we record this podcast in. We recognize their continuing connection to the land and waters and thank them for protecting this coastline and its ecosystems since time immemorial. Music